Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Rotoplay Podcast, a proud member of the Rotoplay Network. I am your host, Kemp Blue. This week, we are kicking off a new game. It is Gallant Knight Games Tiny Wastelands, one of the many games in the Tiny D6 system. It is a super simplistic rule set that anyone can pick up quickly and play. It's a great system that Alan Barr has over there at Gallant Knight Games. Look up any of the games of the line, whether it's Tiny Dungeons or Tiny Supers or Tiny Frontiers. Very fun system. Very easy to pick up. Great for kids, even. Joining me for this playthrough, we've got Amanda Call of the Age of Night webcomic. We've got Tim Devine of Dice Up Games and also the Road to Play Network. And we have Alex Tully, who is part of the Dungeon Not Included podcast, which is a fantastic podcast you should definitely be listening to. This week saw the release of a new Level Up episode. This time, Kristen sat down with Throck and Leona of the Welcome to the Party. It was such a fantastic chat about creating diversity and inclusion in gaming. Definitely, definitely subscribe to Level Up so you can hear that. Coming up in the near future, I know we have another What's Your Role episode coming. I believe this time around it's going to be Brits on Bikes, which is another fantastic actual play podcast using the Kids on Bike system. Definitely check that out. And this weekend, we should see the release of the final interlude stuff on our Red Death feed. After this, we are jumping right into Season 2. We're hitting the ground running. It's a lot of fun. I hope you just subscribe to all the shows on the Road to Play Network. And like I said last week, we have a new show coming up. Still not ready to announce it just yet, but be watching our Twitter feed, the Road to Play Network Twitter feed, to, for, to catch those details as soon as we're ready to talk about them. All right, I don't think there's anything else to talk about this week, so I'm going to get on up out of here and let you enjoy this game of Tiny Wastelands with Tim Devine, Amanda Call, and Alex Tully. All right, let's go around and meet everybody who is playing this game of Tiny Wastelands with us. Uh, we will start on my left on the screen. It is Alex Tully. Alex, you've been on the show. Welcome back. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, Alex Tully. Uh, I am. I play Gralcom on the uh, Dungeon Not Included podcast. Uh, if anybody's uh, looking for a good, uh, basically, Futurama meets Firefly kind of dumb comedy actual play, uh, that's uh, we we are a shipping company. It's pretty fun. Uh, I like it. I will say that Graucom is one of my favorite names to ever be in a podcast. <laughs> play podcast. Yeah. So, no, uh, Dungeon Not Included is very good, and I also recommend it. I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, next up, we have Amanda Call of the of Age of Night. Amanda, also welcome back to the show. Yay! Thanks for having me back. I always enjoy being here. Yeah, so I'm Amanda, and I do Age of Night, which is a webcomic, fantasy webcomic, that updates weekly. And I'm also one half of a ridiculous nerd garment venture known as Dumpstat Tees. Uh, next up, Tim Devine. Tim, I mean, you're always here. <laughs> you can't get rid of me. Uh, hello, thank you for having me on Roll to Play uh, again. And uh, yeah, so I'm part of the Roll to Play Network. I host uh, What's Your Role, which is the podcast that brings you the casts of your favorite actual play podcasts. Uh, I'm also a player on the Red Death podcast. I play Sawyer, uh, aka Red Finn. And I'm one half of Dice Up Games, where uh, Kristen and I hack, design, and play tabletop games. And I'm really excited about this tabletop game that we're playing today. I will say Sawyer, somehow certified hottie. Just, I mean, everybody's running with that. <laughs> that was not how that was not how it was intended when creating that character. Oh, you made Tim all embarrassed. 
<laughs> by the way, I can't wait for season two. Like, I'm like so pumped for it. It's I'm good. Still, I'm cut. still working my way through season one, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. We punch white supremacists for a whole episode, I think. So <gasps> there you go. Exciting. Like I said, we are playing Tiny Wastelands, which is a game. A uh, game, you know, it's set in the wasteland. It's kind of Mad Max, but we're taking a little different approach with it this time with our wasteland. But before we get into that, let's go around and meet our characters real quick. We'll go in reverse order. Tim, we will start with your character. Well, they call me Old Cheese. I also known as the Blind Wandering Gardener, or the Shrub Samurai, or the Root Ronin. I'm a wanderer. I wander the wastes. When I get around a tree, I can't help but trim it into something nicer than it was when I found it. And I'm on my way back to the settlement because I need ale. I've trimmed all there is to trim. Also, I'm really old. That's why they call me old cheese. All right, next up, Amanda, let's let's meet your character for this game. All right, so I'm going to be playing Cherry Henderson. She's a fixer. Her primary job around the Enclave is just to take whatever it is that's found and or not working anymore and try to make it go. Uh, after a while, I've also decided that this will include people, too. I mean, if I could fix a machine, why can't I just slap a person back together if they're not working quite right? I don't see why not. Don't look too closely at what I just did, but it'll be fine. You're fine now. All right, Alex, let's let's meet your character. Uh, claiming to be the descendant of John Dewey, we have Joanna Dewey, who is what I like to consider an adventure librarian uh, in this wasteland we've crafted. Uh, there's a lot of things that could potentially damage the few remaining books that are out there, and her job is to protect them. Uh, she feels that the stories we leave behind are more important than the people themselves, and she's willing to do what she needs to to get those books, bring them back home, and hold on to them for a society that may or may not still value reading. But she does, and that's what matters. This adventure starts, uh, we're going to start actually at the Enclave, which I think uh, Joanna and Cherry, you both live in this Enclave. Uh, oh, geez, you're, you're wandering off up towards it, which... The Enclave, it's its kind of a little walled city, uh, just chain link fence. Uh, it's, its I don't know, got 20 to 25 buildings and homes inside of it. Not too big, not too small, terribly, but it is a community that has found a way to sustain itself out in the wasteland, which where it is, it's not just like sandblasted waste like, like you would see in Mad Max or something like that. It's not... It's not overly grown with with plant life. Uh, there there is definitely in this world and very close to here. We'll find out soon. There is there is there is a place where plants and everything have come back and retaken society after whatever happened that that put us in this wasteland. Some some areas of the world, actually more probably more areas in the world than not, nature is taking back over. Um, so let's learn just a little bit about this this enclave. Uh, each of each of you can give just one one interesting fact about it, whether it's a place here or something that they do, like culturally in this enclave, just something that goes on. So I'm going to say that this enclave is actually centered around an old uh, wastewater treatment plant. So that's kind of like the building center. It's not used for that anymore, but you still have all of the big weird domed structures and big areas of piping and everything that kind of form the basic infrastructure for what has grown into the enclave from there. I think that the people of the Enclave are actually way, way too jovial for a post-apocalyptic setting. I think that they celebrate everything and to like an extent that is just unreasonable for some wanderers. Uh, it might be the reason why uh, Old Jesus doesn't really go there as often. He leaves as soon as he can. Um, very friendly, suspiciously so. Um, I think, too, that uh, kind of off of the jovial thing, I think that the biggest, besides the, the water treatment plant, one of the biggest buildings that was left behind was the high school. And 
which gave a lot of rooms. They have the cafeteria, there's still, there's the library, there's lots of stuff to work with there. But I also think that whatever the town's ridiculous mascot was for their sport team, this town is still obsessed with it and is themed <laughs> everywhere. Um, so what do you guys think that should be? What's a, what's a ridiculous good sport? What's, what's, an, what's a weird, okay, what region of this country are we gonna be in? Cause we gotta pick an animal, definitely. Like the fighting something or others. Oh, geez. Or do we want to do a fictitious, like the jackalopes? And we'll just go like, <laughs> yeah, let's do jackalopes. Yeah, the jackalopes. I like that. I like yep. that. The, crim fun. the crimson jackalopes. And so there's <laughs> crimson jackalopes on, painted on all different stuff. <laughs> um, they're like, their town flag has just like, it's like the stars and stripes, but they took out the blue patch and put up a jackalope on it. Yes. Uh, stuff like that. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, is it is it almost to a point? I mean, is it like to a point of worshiping a jackalope, or is it just? I, th you know? I think it's like think like Friday Night Lights style football pride brought up to an eleven. Just all about them jackalopes. Mm -hmm. If they're they're and they still have like teams that practice in case they find another civilization that has a field capable of playing <laughs> sports, but they they haven't found that yet. Oh man, if they had come up beforehand, this would be a completely different adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put that idea in the back pocket for another day. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Uh, we're in this enclave. It's the middle of the day. Actually, it's probably, probably late morning around 10 or 11 o'clock. Everybody's doing their thing, whatever they do each day, uh, whether it's Tending to fields or cleaning up stuff or banging on on shit to make it work. Who knows? But everybody's doing their thing. Uh, what are each of you doing? We'll start with Old Cheese. I think Old Cheese is just rolling into town. So you get you get that scene of Old Cheese, this this like the silhouette against the against on a hill, you know, coming down to the place, and then he gets up to the uh, the entrance. I don't know what the entrance looks like, but. Uh, However, however the entrance is, uh, he he starts to just grimace and start mumbling to himself because he he knows what he's in for right now. There's just a, there's a whole lot of social interaction about to happen that he's not uh, fond of, but he's uh, he's been called back for some reason, so he's he's just making his way. And all right, yeah. So his cheese comes through the front gate. Um, yeah, he's he. I mean, he's he notices. Is he all the way blind, or just most of the way there? What are you talking about? I see just fine. Okay, so, oh, geez. Uh, I don't know that oh, geez necessarily knows that what all these jackalopes everywhere are. Uh, maybe misinterprets those for something else. So, oh, cheese's idea of what this town is maybe is slightly different of what it actually is. All right, Amanda, what is Cherry doing? Um, so this time I'm I'm not in the comfort of my little shop. I'm actually out in the field where a piece of farming equipment has broken down. So I am underneath some sort of weird cobbled together tractor thing, trying to slam pieces back into place so that it'll finish what it needs to do today. All right. And what is Joanna up to? Uh, Joanna is in the bleachers at the field. There's um, what look, she's looking down on what looks like a, uh, some sort of football scrimmage, but is actually the local town um, kind of doing like their own military training. Like they, they see they're basically armored up in their football gear and she's watching them as they practice plays slash like tactics. Um, and she's reading a book. And at this point she, she knows, she doesn't know exactly what books are super important because it's been a while since the world has ended, but she does recognize, understand that the phrase New York Times bestseller means that it's sold a lot. So she's currently reading what she believes to be a super important book, which is Dan Brown's Inferno. <laughs> um, and she's just really getting into Robert Langdon's story and trying to learn more about what the world was like through the eyes of Dr. Langdon and his symbology. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're all doing your thing. Oh, geez, with the wandering. Cherry with uh, banging on random things in hopes that it's going to start working again soon. And Joanna just educating herself on all things Dan Brown, at least all things Inferno Dan Brown. Mm -hmm. On Dan Brown's misconceptions on art history. <laughs> <laughs> well, when there's no one around to tell you otherwise, 
art but, school art school kid here, Dan Brown makes me mad. Yeah, well, as, as far as Cherry, <laughs> as far as Cherry's concerned, Joanna is the expert and authority. It's on true; this she knows all about it. <laughs> so, as you're going about your day, you all know, uh, except for Ochi's, unless you've heard just through your wandering through town, that there is a meeting scheduled for noon at the uh, auditorium there in this in the school. That's the big meeting place where I goes. So yeah, you all will be expected to be there. And so it's 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 it, it was nothing that was scheduled. It's kind of a it's a meeting that's come up in the past couple of days. That, so it's it must be something very you know quite important for just to be. I mean, because everything's planned out in this community, as it needs to be in the in the apocalypse. You know, everybody needs to know what's going on and when it's going on. So for a meeting to crop up like this, something's going down, which we'll jump to if no one has anything they want to do beforehand. All right. Well, we'll jump straight into that meeting as you all start around noon. You all start piling in. Uh, they have there's a kind of a table full of, of vegetables and stuff laid out for everybody. They make a big to do about it. They're a jovial group. They like every meeting to to be something, you know, a celebration of some sort, no matter what the news is going to be. But as you file in, you see that the bleachers are already filled. Uh, you see down on the on the it's it's an indoor, well. We'll say it's a basketball court. I said auditorium, but we're going to go with the gym instead. Maybe I'll fix that in post. Maybe I won't. But you're all in the gym, and down on the floor, you see the jackalope painted on the floor. Kind of faded a little bit over over the years of not being, you know, the floor being tended to the way it should be. But everyone is, is filing in. Is Old Cheese coming? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Old Cheese, uh, to avoid as many people as possible he takes a route he's not even sure of and so he when everybody's kind of settling in the stands um and it gets just when it gets to that quiet point he busts open one of the doors on the floor level uh, that echoes throughout the whole thing and, and he's just he falls over a, a like a basketball rack you know the racks that have all the balls on them <laughs> it's just a very loud clamoring sound his big giant tree pruner scythe goes flying and, and uh his his twig like stork legs are up 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 above him and uh he's, he's just very befuddled he's, yeah. he's also cursing a lot but this is a family show what what <laughs> <laughs> forget where you are <laughs> When? <laughs> Nobody can hear him, hear exactly what he's saying. No, it's just a lot of muttering. It's, it's probably drowned out by the, the group of kids that, mm -hmm. that always show up when O'Cheese is around to to follow him around and giggling as he topples over this this basketball. Uh, that was the rack. exact that was the exact group of, of people he was trying to avoid, and they're just right in front of him laughing at him. Yeah, yeah, they're they're chatting you for sure. Right. Well, uh, Cherry's actually going to go over and try to help Old Cheese up. You're like, are are you okay? Did you hurt yourself? Yeah, I'm Did... fine, Barry. Oh yeah, it's been a while. We haven't seen you around here for a few months, anyway. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, wandering the wastes. Okay. Anything uh interesting? happen out there? You find anything interesting? I, I, I left a few of my my exhibits. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, there's yeah, a, yeah. There's a, there's a buffalo uh, uh -huh. just north. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, a couple, couple rabbits. Big ones. Nice. nice. What have you been up to, Mary? Uh, um... Uh, you know, same old, same old. Just trying to keep this place running. Uh, do you want to go sit? It looks like this is about to start. Do you want to help hand, like, getting over to, to the bleachers, somewhere to sit down? Do we, you can come sit over here. It looks like there's no empty spot. Here, let me let me lead you over. I got it. I, I, don't, need, I don't need your help. I, I got this. I, and then he stumbles for about another minute before you have to help him. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to kind of... Gently now I'm not asking anymore. I'm just gonna take you by your arm and he just goes he goes limp. <laughs> push along your back this way. Come on. You just have to drag him. Uh you don't have to make it alright, here you go. Just plops him down on the lowest bench possible. He growls at the kids to get them to go away. 
Yeah, whenever you're within arm's distance, they, they get up and run. They like to make fun of the OGs. They don't like to be around the OGs. All right, Joanna, what are you doing all this time? Uh, Joanna uh, walks in. Um, she's going to be probably still has her nose in her book and kind of assuming people will walk around her or past them. She's just kind of she can scan with her periphery, but she cares more about the book in front of her than being polite. So she starts walking when her foot hits the bottom of the bleachers and she's about to go up. She keeps an eye out and looks for um, uh, is it candy, right? Hmm? Looks for candy, right? That's no, uh, cherry. 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 Thank. Sorry, I knew it was a C word with the five letters. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and, and then you know, cherry. old cheese had to call, had to call me like five different things. Yeah, so I know. Gotta, yeah. All right. Well, so, what was that, <laughs> Mary? So, uh, since she knows uh, that Cherry's a good person to hang out with, she's gonna make her way up and sit down next to them and kind of. We'll go over. Cherry, cheese. Any idea what this is about? Mm, I haven't heard anything. Watch out for the basketball racks. Yeah, I I did. Uh yes, no no clue, nothing whatsoever. Haven't heard anything. No, I've nope. been lying in the mud under a tractor all day. Um, that's fair. And you've been baking animals again? Right here? I've I can I've heard sights of buffalo in the distance, people were saying. Oh, people are already starting to talk about that, huh? Oh, they, they talk about it, all right. They do. Tell them old cheese did it. I We all know. We all did know you, who did it. Did you bring any food? Uh, let me reach in. She reaches into her uh, messenger bag, and she shuffles around like... You, you guys can see like a bunch of hardcovers that are in there. The thing's super thick, but it's got very little actual survival gear and mostly <laughs> just books. Uh, she does come up with um some sort of uh, what would a tin of tuna for the pull top and hands it over to him that's what i'm talking about oh that's real nice yeah no, didn't you see the table full of vegetables on your way in they're they're giving out food here i grabbed some cherry tomatoes you can have some they're giving out garbage this not, is food what it's not garbage yeah it's compost what well i mean Parts you don't eat, sure, but eventually, I don't eat any of it. I'm all about this, and he looks down, and the tuna is all gone. He had just opened it, and he has no idea that these little rats that live in his coat ate all the tuna. Oh, and, and then he looks up at you, and says, uh, "Oh, I get it. Playing jokes on old cheese, giving him a can of empty, empty can of tuna. No, because I'm just gonna go hungry today." No, here, have have some. I, I grabbed a cucumber too. Here, eat it. In hell! And he throws it. What? Why would you? <sighs> One of these days, I'll learn my lesson. It's not yeah. like we haven't been through this before. That's why I gave him the meat. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Did the cucumber go in your mouth or out in the floor? I he threw it towards yeah. the kids. Yeah. <laughs> You said inhale, and I thought you meant no, like in hell. I thought you I meant like inhale food. Not so much a person, he is a Hoover vacuum. <laughs> Probably yelled that before I eat something. <laughs> so as a cucumber comes flying out of the crowd uh, it hits the floor and bounces up against the feet of if this were a functioning American town and today would be at the mayor uh, but it is not this is the wasteland so the person that's in charge of this community is Randy Devon she she's middle-aged probably has kind of longer brown hair she's dressed I mean she's wearing slacks and uh top i don't know why i ever tried to describe clothes because that's as far as i get she's wearing clothes that would <laughs> you would expect in the wasteland you all know what these people look like so as she walks out everyone kind of quiets down and she she's she waits for the murmur to, to die down as she looks at the cucumber bends down picks it up takes a bite of it and then you know kind of stores it in her pocket for later 
and after she's done chewing, she she calls she starts to speak and she says, "Well, I'm sure you're all a buzz of why we called you here today. Um, I, I'll I'll cut to the chase. It's what I'll cut. I see Cheese has made his way back into our miss. Oh, I didn't geez. miss. I'll explain later. Okay. Just... Right. Sorry. Proceed. But I'll cut to the chase real I, I won't I won't mess around too much. We, as you all know, we have our elder Steven, who well, we've gotten word from some of the other enclaves. There's going to be a gathering of the elders to to document the history of before, before the fall, before before everything went wrong. Uh, we know that time is running out that some of our some of the last surviving folks from before won't be with us much longer. So we want to gather them up and document as much as this history as we can. But unfortunately, that's going to be over in they're gathering up in the middle of all the enclaves that we know about with elders. And that is over in Scottsdale, the Scottsdale enclave. And there's kind of a murmur through the crowd. Everybody's kind of. Everyone's, I mean, it's, it's a murmur, and you all know that to get to Scottsdale uh, is not an easy trek uh, for anyone, especially if you're taking an elder with you. Because to get to Scottsdale, you have to go through what they call the green, which is one of these places in the world where nature has just overtaken, has grown up. Something to do with, with whatever happened in the world, this kind of mutation has come back, and so pockets of the world plant life and animal life has just completely taken over. It's grown back with just a ferocity. Um, you know that the animals within the green are not your normal animals. They're bigger or, you know, they're, they're, they're mutations of what they were. So it's very dangerous. And so that's everybody, whenever they, whenever Randy says Scottsdale, everyone knows that you're going to, that you're going to have to go through the green to get there. So Randy waits and kind of lets that lets that excitement and you know kind of fear die down. And she looks over the crowd and she says, "So we're looking for for volunteers to lead to take Stephen to Scottsdale." Uh, before that sentence is over, uh, Joanna's hand is in the air. So is Old Cheese. Oh, uh, and, um, you're you're stuck in the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, nods at, at Joanna because this was expected. If there's anywhere that history or anything can be learned, we they all know that Joanna's going to be there. And traveling through the green, I mean, you know that that this wasn't just a barren like forest before. I mean, a lot of this, a lot of the green overtook like where buildings and stuff were. So there's got to be a lot of buried artifacts and treasures and books and stuff like that of history. In, within the green. And I mean, when you speak, Old Cheese just throws his hand up generally. So she <laughs> well. Well, the old old cheese, it would probably be a, a little bit of a shock that he would volunteer for anything. But uh he thought that when she said uh we are looking for volunteers to lead, he thought she meant she said leave and he wanted to get out, and so that's why his hand is up. He wanted to be the first to leave. Randy will take either way. <laughs> Honestly, thinks that that OG's is probably leaving anyway. So, <laughs> oh, I guess I should. Oh, um, yeah. And she says, "Well, oh, Cherry, we were hoping you would because we know that in the green there are there are vehicles and stuff from old. So maybe, I mean, if anybody could do anything with any of that to make the journey safer for Stephen, that at this point she." She kind of motions over, and there's this older gentleman sitting in a wheelchair. Uh, you know, he doesn't need it, but he's definitely sitting there. It's easier to roll him around sometimes than for him to walk. He's older. He is, he's in his, I mean, has to be in his 90s, which is rare this time. But you all, you, I mean, especially you two that live here, know him as, as one of the only people that you've ever known that was around before the world fell apart. He's got a big kind of long beard that comes down to, to mid chest and he's, he's real, real skinny. Uh, you know, his arms are real lanky. His legs are real lanky and he's bundled up in, in robes, but he kind of takes on this important role because 
he's the only one that knows things, you know, he, he, he tells stories at, at, you know, he'll tell different stories of what the world was before at all the gatherings and at, at celebrations, you know, so a lot of people flock to him. Right. Oh, okay. Is it, is it, is it just the three of us? Is that, is that going to be it? Oh, that's plenty. We're fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. The rest of them can stay here. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't want too many of us anyway. The larger a crowd we are, the more tension we're going to attract, right? So I think the three of us plus uh, plus him will be plenty. Okay. Sure. Right. Yeah, sure. sure. So well, that's, we also don't want to, I mean, to be blunt, we don't want to send out too big of our, our society here, too many people. We don't, you know, we don't want to lose too many people should the worst happen. We all know. There's no reason to sugarcoat it. We all know how dangerous the green can be. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Yep. No, we'll we'll make this work. This is this is gonna be great. Great. Well, I do appreciate your volunteers. Uh we will open the warehouse so that you can have your pick of anything that you feel you need on this journey. Uh this is very of the utmost importance. All the enclaves, surrounding enclaves agree that I mean that we have to have this to to fully document our history before our history is lost. That's something I can get behind. Well, we thought we thought that would be the case. So so we're we are very happy that that you're going and obviously pick up any 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 physical materials along the way that you find that that could that you would find helpful or that would shed light on on our history. Sounds good. And so the rest of the meeting, uh, for time purposes, we'll just fly by this the rest. She, there's a few more. She does take this time to talk about kind of the progress, you know, like the planting schedule and where everything's at and important events that are coming up to round out this meeting. But for sake of time and enjoyment, we will skip past that to you all immediately thereafter. Someone has to wake old cheese up. Yeah, we, we get up to leave. I get up to I get up and just grab my book and start walking out without noticing that she, uh, old cheese is asleep. Oh, uh, hey, 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 wake up. I'm just going to shake him a little bit. Hey. Hey, old cheese. Yeah, what we, uh, what? Uh, we're, we're going. Oh, good. OK, let's get out of here. Well, we have to go and get stuff first. We have to go to the warehouse and get supplies. OK. Yeah, I mean, don't you want to go to the warehouse and get basically whatever you want that you can carry? There, we we could take anything we want. I mean, within reason. You had me at anything that I want. <laughs> okay. All right, so you make your way out of, out of the the auditorium or out of the gym and over to the warehouse, which. Isn't like a big warehouse that you would think whenever they say warehouse. It's really just kind of a house that's the walls have been taken out of for the most part. Warehouse, more like bear house. <laughs> and as you come up, you do see the guard there that you all know, Orion. It's a bigger gentleman who who is in charge of taking care of the warehouse. He handles all the inventory. He keeps people out that don't need to be in there. But Orion is there waiting for you. Uh, we're, uh, been basically told we have, uh, can raid this place for stuff. We have a very important mission. We're going to head in, get our stuff, have a little fashion show and then head out. Sound good to you? Well, um, uh, yeah, I knew you were coming. Uh, boss told us that, you know, whenever y'all showed up, the volunteers showed up that to let you in, let you have whatever, whatever you could carry, I guess. And then, you know, after you're done, she, she says a meet up at the gate. Uh, and what are you reading right now? Anything? I am reading this this same book that you that you gave me. It is um, it's a disappearance at Devil Rock by this Paul Tremblay. Mm. And how are you liking it so far? Well, it's all right. It's a minor bit depressing with you know the missing children and stuff, and you know with the world as it is. She snatches it out of your hand and pulls out a copy of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and says, this is magical. Enjoy. And then walks off. He starts to thumb through it. <laughs> All right. So you go into the bear house warehouse and yeah, it's, I mean, there, there's shelves set up of 
different food stores. There's equipment like crowbars. I mean, you, there's probably a couple guns should you want them. But bullets are going to be limited. You know, there's I mean, that, the, the apocalypse or the wastelands or whatever has been going on. I don't know, probably 70 or so years now. So a lot of stuff is, I mean, running out of stuff and full production of new stuff hasn't fully gotten to the swing yet. But this is your time to pick out whatever you want. Oh, boy. Relevant Yay. or not. <laughs> this would also be a good time to describe what our characters are probably wearing, right, too? Yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to start with <laughs> Old Cheese? Because I think that it's got some pretty good descriptive stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, so Old, old Cheese uh, probably walks over to some of the, uh, like, you know, very useful for survival type racks of things. Uh, just kind of makes a makes a scoffing sound and walks past it. He knows he knows he doesn't need any of that. That's all just for show. Um, and then he walks over to like armor type stuff, like you know the the makeshift flak vests with football shoulder pads with spikes on them and chain mail and things like that. And he just scoffs and he's he's uh, he turns around and so like you know, like in the montages where you'd walk out and you'd be in something completely different. He walks out and he's completely the same as he was in every other shot so far. Um, he's wearing a very, very heavy, thick, uh, uh, long coat, like uh, like uh, fleece, like very, very, very heavy material, but it makes him look very burly up top. But when his little legs are jutting out the bottom of it into his big combat boots, um, they're very, very light. He looks like a stork uh, in that sense. Uh, oversized combat boots and a very oversized jacket. He has glasses that are... They have so much dust and, and scratches and everything that there's no way a human eye could see out of it. Um, but he maintains that he's not not blind. Um, and then also uh, he has, well, I, I think I mentioned earlier, he, he has a very, very large pole arm. It's a, it looks like a scythe from a distance, but it's basically just a tree pruner. Um, but, you know, a post-apocalyptic style tree pruner. Um, and then he has this, uh, if, he, if he stands still for a moment, you see movement all around his jacket in weird places. And every now and then a small rat, a head of a small rat will just jut out of a pocket or, but you know, an eyeball will open through like a buttonhole. Um, and uh, he never seems to notice them, but other people call him old cheese because wherever he goes, rats follow. And he's he's also very impatient at the moment, waiting for both of you to make your decision. <laughs> so, so did he actually pick anything up? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, Cherry is uh, she's dressed usually in her overalls and has her hair tied back with a bandana to try to keep it out of her face. And overalls are covered with pockets for all her tools and odds and ends and bits of whatever she finds that might be useful later. And so her, and, oh, and she also carries a giant pipe wrench with her everywhere. Cause in case she comes across something that's good and stuck, that needs to get unstuck. Um, and I, I'd say that I'm primarily going to be looking for, uh, my biggest concern is how we're going to get our elder across. If he's mostly wheelchair bound at this point, I'm concerned about how we're going to get him across any kind of distance. So what I'm looking for is um, either like, either some kind of like, uh, something we can turn into almost like a salon chair to help carry him or something that to help like make his beef up his wheelchair, like give it bigger tires with big old treads on them or something like that. So that's the kind of thing I'm looking for in the warehouse. Okay. Yeah. I think you could find, I think, I think you can find like some, Hmm, what would be better? Probably some stuff to reinforce the wheelchair. Okay. But she can still walk on his own. I mean, he's definitely going to take break, but, you know, but probably going to be moving slower, but, you know, anything, yeah. He, okay. He's not going to slow you down so much that that's going to be a focus of this. So. Right. No, I'm just, I my character's main concern is uh, making sure that he can move around safely. So. Yeah. I'm going to go through and find a couple of big fat tires, like from a mountain bike. Yep. And some other bits of like old sporting equipment to make into a roll cage. Okay. 
Yeah. After some time you find, right. you find that stuff and, you know, you can get to start getting to work on it, you know, or work on it on the, on the, as you travel a little yes. bit. Yeah. We're going to yeah. get, we're going to give you an all-terrain wheelchair. Oh, I, I love like you could, you could feasibly like fashion like a chariot we could pull. Anything. <laughs> like, oh, you have to just get raw materials to build something with. That's exactly. Cool. Just just a bunch of... Team of rats. <laughs> team of jackalope. <laughs> if only we could find jackalope i think that well, would probably clearly they must have existed in this area at one point otherwise why would they have made this the team mascot exactly they must have been so magnificent too i mm -hmm. think that if we were to see one it would solve a lot of our problems somehow yeah somehow. i mean it would at least be a good omen if nothing else yeah definitely um I think that at this point, Joanna, so Joanna's walking around in her outfit right now before, before as she walks in is not something that you would think of would be good for this. Like I'm picturing her as Janine from the Ghostbusters cartoon. If anyone remembers that from back in the day, red beehive, the yep. like, glasses, the, the purple, the dress, everything. So in a very like, fashion montage -y. you know she's walking through and you just see like things getting plucked off of stuff and um when she comes out you can see that she's wearing uh some sort of hiking boots uh probably uh like mid-calf hiking boots uh she's wearing uh some sort of cargo pants with big enough pockets to be able to slip a paperback or two into if need be uh uh, just a regular shirt and a bomber jacket, a uh, nice leather bomber jacket. And her, she's gone over to a footlocker of some kind and opened it up and taken all of the books out ex from her bag, except for uh, the Inferno, because she's halfway through that. Uh, leaves that behind, puts uh, leaves them, them behind, keeps that one with her, and then has just starts loading it up with generic survival stuff. Um, food, water, uh, you know, I extra bullets and she grabs herself a pistol which you would never guess by looking at her she would be proficient with but she like immediately checks the chambers makes sure the bullets are bored everything's like set and ready to go spins it clips what? it hangs it up do you uh do you do you know what you're doing with that you know uh, those things are dangerous right yes i know i know what i'm doing with this okay. and um she looks and she sees that there's like even though it's a limited amount of bullets, she still picks up the gun, spins it around, aims for something. She aims for, <laughs> I would say that since they're, you know, like a scrappy yardy kind of area, there's an old bobblehead uh, in a corner somewhere and she just shoots the head right off the bobble uh, and, then <laughs> it, and then puts it back. Uh, and then puts the gun back into its holster that she has um, strapped to the inside of her coat. She has a shoulder holster inside. All right, I'm going to row 2d6, 3d6, that's what I have. See how many bullets you have. Oh, good call. Minus one, I guess. <laughs> Are uh, gonna give, is that going to be a gimme? <laughs> you have nine bullets. Nine bullets, sounds perfect. Um, oh, you also, you just woke the, you woke Big Cheese up. Yeah, absolutely. Big Cheese, uh, you want to take that? Yeah, you you also woke old cheese up. Sorry, I was reading something on the screen and it said the word big. <laughs> big cheese. Yeah. You also woke old cheese up when you fired that gun. Yeah, big cheese lives across town. <laughs> That's big cheese is my father. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she loads up the pistol. Uh, she grabs just generic um, gear, and then are we taking a vehicle of any kind, or are we hoofing it? I think okay. y'all are hoofing it for now. We're hoofing it. Then she goes yeah. for something that's a, uh, she has, so she has the sling bag over her shoulder from before, um, which is going to be fairly late. And I think she's going to load the basics into that um, and assume like we're not going to be doing any major camping. Um, maybe a tarp and some wire to makeshift the tent if need be, but that's about it. Yeah. You know, the green is only a couple days trek away. It's, it's fairly close because I mean, some people will go and, Every you know, couple times a year, we'll go in and kind of pillage or pillage the outside of the green, like get some plants and stuff. I mean, a lot of it's yeah. mutated, but they'll go and grab some stuff that they can get without going too far into it. Can we assume that generic survival gear in the green would also include some sort of a knife of like a machete, like in our gear? Okay, cool. We're making sure. Yeah. Big fat machete. 
Yeah. Well, it's going to be hard to get through. I can I can shoot down vines if I need to, but it's going to be a lot more efficient to cut them down <laughs> as we try and make our way through the yep. forest. You can shoot down nine vines. Yes, yeah. nine of them. Exactly nine. Four feet into into the green. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't be that dense. I mean, because you got to get a wheelchair through there. But, mm. you know, yeah. No, that sounds good. Um, anybody else getting anything else? Oh, just just the basic survival backpack. Old Chief, Old Chief has uh, his backpack on him. It's just it looks like it's part of the jacket. Okay, right. that's how gross it is. Okay. <laughs> mm. All right, so you finish up. Orion has is watching. He's taking an inventory of everything you take. He writes down ten bullets, crosses it out, writes down nine. Right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, he he sees you out. Um, and you head towards the gate, unless there's anywhere you want to stop beforehand. I think I'm pretty much ready to go. I think we I think probably go find the person we're taking with us. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're meeting. No, we were meeting. Oh, we're meeting at, at the gate. gate. Okay, good. I was yeah. gonna say, are we about to leave on the quest where without our like <laughs> escort for the escort mission? A week later, they're still waiting. <laughs> yeah, where did they go? All right. So with nothing else to do, you will you all head to the gate. Uh, it is it's probably about mid afternoon now. You spend a couple hours getting gear, saying goodbye to folks or whatever you do, you know. And so you get to the gate, and Randy is waiting there with Stephen. Uh, Stephen is he's standing up by his chair, which will fold up that you can carry it. You know, you haven't modified it yet, have you, Amanda? No, not yet. I just have the stuff so that I can. So yeah, he's standing there beside his chair. He's got it kind of folded in half, you know, pushed up together. So it so it could be it could be slung over someone's back, even his own back, for a little bit if need be. But they're waiting for you there as you come up. So old, old cheese walks past every, just right past everybody out the front gate, and is just standing out there, kind of stretching by the road, you know, doing that sort of like pre, uh, you know, really over exaggerated back stretch and yeah, you know, some squats. And he turns around and he says. Well, I guess I'll be seeing you all later. What? No, we're going to. We're all going together. That was that was what we were doing, is we're all going together. I don't understand. We were leaving together? I've done yeah. left? No, no, we're all leaving. We're all going to go somewhere together. You're, you're coming with us. I don't follow. Um, okay. That's fine. Just actually follow with your feet as we go. Everybody, is everybody else ready? Are we ready to go? Because I think uh, Old Cheese is about to take off if we don't start moving. I'm ready when you are. Yeah, Randy uh, had 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 a lot to prepare to say, but Old Cheese booking his way down, <laughs> walking fast. Uh, <laughs> she says, "Well, I guess." I guess it won't make a big to do about it. Uh, you are going through the green. Uh, I feel. I hope you've prepared yourself for that as much as you can. I, we're hoping. I mean, it seems that maybe you'll find some sort of transportation in there to make your journey a little easier. You know, as you get as you get going. We know what to expect in the outer edges of the green. We know that the animals there are bigger mutated. There's been. I mean, there's been bigger just snakes the birds are bigger everything's bigger so but once you get in we really we don't know what you're going to encounter once you get deeper in there but this is the fastest way we can't go around because it would take too long um and they're wanting to i know some of the other elders are not doing as well as steven here so they're really wanting to get this done and i mean people are coming from as far away as the ghost lands but anyways yeah she sees you out she does i mean she Thanks you all for for volunteering and wishes you well on your way. Um, I will turn to Cherry and say, you know, as much as Old Cheese is, you know, enthusiastic in his ways, he's, you know, I'm glad we have him because. I don't know about you. I've had some experience out in the green. I've been around a bit. I've I've fought places. I've been scavenging before. But, I mean, people have talked about seeing his topiaries everywhere. He has seen most of this place and come back 
as far as I can tell, relatively unscathed. I'm kind of glad he's with us. Uh, yeah. I am too. Well, <laughs> Jesus' head is right in there with the, with you in your huddle. <laughs> yes, we're 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 really glad to have you. Uh, we're going this way, right? What's with the old guy? What, Stephen? He's going on a tour of your topiaries. We're checking out all the topiaries you've made between here and Scottsdale. Do you mind showing us them all? Right, but we have to have the tour end in Scottsdale. Scottsdale. And, and Stephen walks over and kind of goes to put his arm around Ochi's and says, "I've heard a lot about these 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 uh, these topiaries that you've made." Zip it, old man. <laughs> and Steven just laughs. Everybody knows how old she is. No one takes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old cheese is probably about in his 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and so Steven is ancient to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steven kind of pulls, kind of gives you a, a, a friendly squeeze and says, well, I hope we can at least see some of them. I heard you did an elephant once, a life-size elephant. Wow, that sounds really awesome. Uh, so where's the first one in as direct a line as possible between here and Scottsdale? Why didn't you just say so? Follow old cheese. Not too closely, though, when he turns around and his scythe goes swinging by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just high, high knee walking. So you are on a journey towards the southeast, which will bring you to the green in just a couple days. And that's it for our first episode of our playthrough of Tiny Wastelands. I really hope you enjoyed it. We had a ton of fun playing this game. Be sure to come back next week for part two, where our group gets a little bit closer to the green to find out exactly what's going on there. And I mean... To learn just a little bit more about old cheese and all of these topiary statues that he's made, it it's such a fun game. Had a lot of lot of funny laughs with it. So come back next week for that. All right, I got nothing else to say other than be sure to check out all the shows on the Road to Play Network. What's your role? Level up and Red Death. Check them all out. Subscribe to them all. Rate and review them on whatever service you're using. It'd be a great big help for all of us. But, until next week, get out there, have fun, and roll to play. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Row2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Row2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit SoundCloud.com slash Tritachion.